0: Just look at yourself. You look fabulous. I, I love the way you put colors together. It, it's amazing how you can take this and take that and just, just look wonderful wherever you go. And I love what you've done with your hair. I just, I just love it. You know, I'm really proud of you. I, I know that was a difficult situation, but the way you handled it, I learned a lot from you thank you for that you know there's something about you that when I'm around you I just feel calm there's a sense in which it seems you just carry love wherever you go and when you walk in a room the place just kind of lights up it just it just kind of lifts you know you're really amazing you really are you've done a great job How about a raise? (laughs) And you know something? Um, You are approved for that loan. And I know you're going to do a great job just making this new house a home. You really have so much for which to be proud. You know, when I first met you, I saw something in you that I knew was going to change me. And it's been true. I, I, I can't believe... All that we've learned together. Hey, <laughs> I, I've been wanting to get to know you better. How about going for dinner sometime? Just getting to know each other better. You know, you've surprised me in so many ways. I think I really, uh, I really want to be with you. How could you do that? What were you thinking? You know something, sometimes you just make me sick. I can't believe that every morning I've got to wake up and look at your sorry face. (laughs) I'm sorry. We can no longer afford to keep you on the payroll. We just can't do it anymore. Oh, it's been a year since you've come in for a physical. Let's look at your charts. Hmm. You've gained 20 pounds. (laughs) You know, I'm seeing somebody else right now. Deal with it. Words. Words have power. There's so much that we can't predict about the coming year. But we know that we're going to hear all kinds of words. Words that have the power to lift, to encourage, to create, and words that have the power to wound, to destroy, and to hurt. Words that connect and words that divide. Words. With all the words that lift and the words that destroy, where is God in all the words? Think back even to the last few moments when you were hearing words that were words of building up and words of creativity. Did you find your spirit lifting in a little way? And how about when we shifted the language? What what, what did you feel even in the last few moments? words. Where is God in these words? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Where is God in all these words? The good news for us today as proclaimed in our scripture is that before there was any word that we spoke, there was the word. The word that was before time and beyond time. The word that created. The word that said, let there be light and let there be life. That sustaining word. The word that offers power at any given moment. To the first listeners, of this scripture, those words that you see printed today were words of incredible impact. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Like us, they were a people who needed an encouraging word, a word that was stronger than anything they could verbalize, a word that was strong from the inside. And that's what we have today, no matter what happens with the stock market. We have that word of strength before time, in the beginning. No matter what happens in the Middle East, we have a word beyond time and before time, a word of strength, a word for this season. In the beginning was the word, and that word still stands. It's a word that we can hold on to as we begin this new year. Every time we have a discouraging Word, our call is to go back to that Word that gives us courage and confidence, the Word that emboldens every step we take and every move we make, the beginning Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and that Word is with us through God. That Word is God with the power to create. The new year is always a great time to think of as many ways as possible to encourage ourselves and to strengthen ourselves, to get close to that word. And the scripture that you have today is one that would be great to just cut out, put it on your visor, put it on your refrigerator, put it somewhere to remind you that no matter what we are facing or experiencing, there is a foundation that will hold, no matter what's happening, around us. In the beginning was the Word. That's what God offers to all the words around us. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's the next piece of good news here. Yes, there's that Word that was out there before time, that cosmic Word, that preexistent Word, that Word which is the preexistent Christ. But the good news that comes through our scripture today is that that same word became real and flesh. Jesus was not pretending to be human. Jesus became human. So what word was God saying through Jesus and in Jesus? Jesus was offering to us. That personal, relational touch. In fact, what God was saying through Jesus is something we all want to hear. Don't you love it when someone says, I really want to be with you? I like being around you. When God sent Jesus, what God was saying was, I want to be with you. (laughs) I I want you to live your whole life with me. Let's spend it together. Yes, God is romantic in a way. God loves us. God wants to be that close to us. God wants to walk with us. God wants to hold our hand. Also, God wants to challenge us and move us and motivate us. God wants to hold us accountable. That happened in a personal and real way in the coming of Jesus. A Jesus who comes and stands in our world and says, you know, I am with you to lift you up and to lift up your community and to bring the peace and the change and the love that you all desire. There's wonderful metaphors for Jesus that help make our understanding of him more clear. In the book of John, you'll see Jesus described as the bread of life. You'll see Jesus described as the living water there's a sense in which God wants us to be reminded of this love with every move we make. Every time we get in the shower or take a drink of water, we're reminded of the living water. Every time we sit at table and break that bread, we're reminded of the living bread. Every moment is a moment of connection and life. What's really coming through in all of this is our call to live with a constant awareness of the power of the Word. In the beginning was the Word. We can connect with that power. That Word became flesh and lived among us. We can relate to that connection. So one of the great invitations to us today, even before we leave this worship service, is to think of where we are in relation to the Word, to think about our words. Think back just a moment for the conversations you've already had today. Just kind of do a little inventory. Have the conversations you've already had today been conversations that would be life-giving? or have your conversations up to this point already had a little bit of a destructive edge to them? Just consider that, think about it. Hold it before Christ. There's a great opportunity for us as we enter this year. All the progn I'm not gonna say, all the predictors. (laughs) I've tried saying prognosticator, I just said it, okay. (laughs) Finally got it out. (laughs) All the predictors are saying that 2009 is going to be a very difficult year. They're they're spreading doom about the economy, and about the environment, and about world relations. All that's out there. As we enter this new year, they're saying that the stock market is down, and they're saying that at psychiatric hospitals, people checking in has already doubled heading into the new year. That's what they're saying statistically. Now this can become very discouraging, a little scary going into this year with these thoughts, with these words in our head and in our hearts, but I believe that what we are facing as we enter this new year is an opportunity to reveal through our words and our lives and our community who Christ is and what life is and what light is. Now more than ever, there is a need for a church-like resurrection to stand up and say there is a deeper power, a higher power. In the face of death, there is life. In the face of fear, there is courage. We can offer words of hope in this new year. It happens through the Word. Our words connecting with God's Word with Jesus, real and alive in our midst. God is so close. Christ is so close. Jesus is so close that whether we're aware of it or not, Jesus is with us in every conversation. At times, he may seem like that silent partner. But as we have our conversations, imagine that presence at every moment. Will it change how we approach what we say? Will it make us more aware of how what we share creates life or destroys life? In the Scripture, we see modeled for us what it means to lift each other up, what it means to create encouragement and to embolden community. We see the example of John. He came to bear witness to Christ. Through his example, we can see what it means to offer a word and a testimony that creates something more powerful than who we are on our own. One of the things that John made very clear is that he was not Jesus. He came to bear witness to Him. John's whole stance throughout his ministry was to point to Christ as the one who offered the deepest water. He did not see himself in competition with Jesus, but rather in relation to Jesus. It's a wonderful model for us. John came as an envoy. He was sent by God to bear witness to the one who would come. Do we see ourselves? We too are sent. We too are called to be envoys. We're called to testify to a life beyond ourselves. It's a wonderful challenge and a wonderful opportunity. It's a way to bring great hope and strength to everyone around us. Now, this is not an easy task. It wasn't easy for Jesus, and it wasn't easy for us. All through His ministry, there were those who tried to pull Jesus away from His calling. At such moments, Jesus could be very direct. In one particular conversation, Peter was trying to stop Jesus from his mission and his ministry. Now, Peter had Jesus' best interest in mind. He didn't want Jesus to face death. So he tried to pull Jesus away. You might recall Jesus' response. He said, get behind me, Satan. You will not stop me or hold me back. Sometimes it takes that kind of direct reproach to meet the challenge of a given day. It may play out like this. You decide that you are going to be very mindful of your words going into the new year. And so you get up in the morning, you prepare yourself mentally, you're driving to work, and all the way to work you're saying, I'm going to have a good attitude. Everything that comes out of my mind is going to be positive and uplifting. I'm going to inspire everyone around me. It's going to be a great day. And my entire company is going to benefit from my attitude. And you walk in the door feeling good, determined to say just the right word at just the right time. And who's the first person you meet? Little Paula Pootyface, Face. <laughs> and she's there and she's got her list of complaints, and you hang in there. You say, Paula, it's gonna get better. It's gonna be okay. Just, just hang in there. It's, it's gonna change in the next minute. So you kinda make it through that one, but then you get to your desk. You open your emails, and the very first email says, I know you have a lot on your plate, but... <laughs> and the list gets longer and longer. You are still determined to be positive, to inspire those around you, to handle all your tasks with a sense of calm and peace. But you're thirsty, so you go to the water cooler, and you get there. Someone pulls you over. Hey, did you hear what Deborah did on New Year's Eve? Can you believe it? Can you just believe that? How do we face... The challenges of real life and real conversations with real people bringing whatever stuff they're bringing into the environment around you. I think Jesus again gives us a powerful example. He found quiet places. He found moments of pause. Even in the midst of a conversation, He had this ability to stop. He was listening. He was engaged. But on the inside, he was holding himself to a higher standard. And he sought that inner voice to help him to respond. We have that same possibility. At any given moment, whoever we might be meeting, or whatever circumstance we might be facing, we can listen to what the call of Christ is in that moment. Sometimes we'll be guided to speak a directive word. At times we may be called to hold those around us accountable. Other times we will want to speak. We will want to let them have it. But the inner voice will say, be silent for now. Just hold that situation to the light. Be silent. The joy of our faith is that at any given moment, we can call on the voice of Christ to offer us direction. Heading into this new year, I found myself praying for each of you. I spent the first two or three hours in my chapel, and many of you came to mind. I saw your faces, and I just held them before Christ. And I found myself drawn to this place at a time when this room was empty, and I spent some time just walking through the pews here in the seats. And I just said, God, what what word would you have for us as we enter this new year? What word would you offer to those who may be afraid? I sat in several different places here, and I just began to write what came to me. And to me, this was the voice of Christ coming through, and it's something that any of us can do at any time. But I'd like to share with you what came to me in the silence of this sanctuary as I thought of you. And also thought of those who have yet to attend here, but will attend. So I offer this, I'd invite you to picture Christ. That may be different for many of us. So imagine Christ in the pictures of the language of your own heart. Uh, you may wish to uh, close your eyes however, however you pray. Uh, you may wish to just be comfortable in whatever way is right for you. But this is what I would offer to us as a word of Christ that came to me through prayer to share as we enter this new year. My dear beloved people of Resurrection MCC, I hold so much for you in this coming year. More than you can imagine now. I see what you cannot see, for I am the light and life before and beyond time. Listen to me. I seek to share with you an eternal perspective. What you see for now is just a glimpse, a glimmer of heaven. What you taste now is just a taste of the eternal glorious feast. Oh, people of resurrection, draw close to me. Give me your fears, your fears are too much for you, carry them no more, at times you will think of the past, let it go, release your regrets, release your wrong moves, release your mistakes and missteps, just live your best today. And other times, you'll think of the future, and you'll begin to feel overwhelmed. You'll begin to worry. You'll want to see the full picture. Yes, I know you. I know you want it all laid out. Yet my way is just to give you the picture for this moment. My invitation is for you to fully experience the present you can then trust me to show me your next move when the time is right. Stop. Breathe. Listen. Find quiet places. You will need such places to prepare you for the storms. You will need sanctuary. You see, I cannot promise you that everything is going to be easy there will be disappointments. Even when you do your best, there will be setbacks, for that is the nature of life and the nature of freedom. You may not receive everything you desire, yet I will give you everything you need. You will have enough. What you need at any moment, this I hold for you. I hold for you the warmth of caring hands. I hold for you the generosity of joyous hugs. I hold for you the enlightenment of wise advisors. I hold for you the lift of caring smiles. And I hold for you the freedom of spontaneous laughter. Yes, on even the most difficult days, I will give you grace beyond grace, beyond grace. On even the most difficult days, there will be gifts for you to open because in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and that one became flesh and chose to live among us. Receive the gift. Create life through words. Amen.
1: Well, as we come to our time of making ministry happen going into 2009, I have to tell you that I am extremely fired up today about marriage equality and civil rights in our country And on Christmas Day, I went and attended the movie Milk and saw the story of Harvey Milk and and the people in San Francisco and their courage. And at the end of the movie, of course, he's assassinated, and there's this beautiful candlelight parade that is commemorating his death. And I tell you, I was not a a good date for me and Rico because... uh, I, w- I began to cry, and I cried all the way home and curled up into bed and woke up the next morning with the same uh, sort of depression, seeing that over the year 2008, we ourselves as a people had been in a yo-yo of receiving our marriage equality and then having it ripped away and then receiving it and then having it ripped away, and I was in my mind, thinking, are we anywhere? Have we really come anywhere? What are we doing? And as I sat in my chair and I meditated and thought about going into 2009, all of a sudden I saw the same sea scene of lights, of candlelight, except for it wasn't the one I saw in the movie the night before. It was the one I had seen just a few days before on Christmas Eve. Or 578 of you lifted up your light and said, we will not be pushed back. We will not be silenced. We will not be pushed back into some dark corner, but we will lift up the light of Christ. And all of a sudden, my hope was rebirthed in me, and I said, we will rise up and fight because there's a world out there, and there are a world of churches in MCC denomination That are looking to resurrection. And they're saying please don't push back. Please don't give in to the oppression. But lift up your light and shine so this world may know that there is a place of healing and hope and peace that does not tolerate hate. But stands up for justice and love. When we come to making ministry happen we're not just throwing in dimes and nickels into some program. We're throwing our money. We're putting our money in to saying that we are going to rise up, we're going to let our light shine and be a beacon for this world right here in Houston, Texas, from this place, from this chair that you sit in, all over the world this morning. We're going to say, let the the justice and the peace of God rule and reign in this earth. Bow your heads with me as we give this morning. God, we thank you and we praise you that you have called us to be your people a chosen people, a peculiar people to show forth the glory of your, your son in this earth. And God, we thank you that no matter what comes against us, that we will rise up, that we will not be pushed back and pushed down, but we will say that greater is God that's in us than all of the negative voices that are in the world. So God, I just thank you that this is not the end, but it's just the beginning, and we will see freedom, we will see justice, rule, and reign in this earth. In Jesus' name, amen.